0: welcome to the heart soul wisdom podcast a journey of self-discovery and transformation moira sutton and her amazing guests share real life stories tools and strategies to inspire and empower you to create and live your best life come along on the journey and finally blast through any fears obstacles and challenges that have held you back in the past so you can live your life with the joy, passion, and happiness that you desire. Now, here's your host, Create the Life You Love, Empowerment Life Coach, Moira Sutton.
1: Welcome to Episode 3, How to Live a Life Fueled by Freedom and Adventure with our special guest, life adventuress Jenny Paula. Jenny's a world traveler, life adventuress, and the author of Rock Your Lifestyle. It's your life, start acting like it. Jenny has been in the professional sales field for 15 years, and she was consistently ranked amongst the top 5% of her peers. She left her corporate career and her six-figure income not once, but two times. There's a story in that Jenny and her husband Jay co-founded 2J Hala, and they both work with ambitious and motivated professionals, creating life-changing experiences and helping them to live a healthy lifestyle fueled by freedom and adventure on their terms. Jenny has a curiosity for life and a deep passion for exploring the world. She believes in finding fun, freedom, and joy in everything that you experience in life, and she is focused on inspiring others to do the same. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce my friend and fellow adventurer, Jenny Halla. Welcome, Jenny.
2: Holla! What's going on? <laughs> that is so cute. We should
1: all have a name like that.
2: <laughs> I know. It was one of the requirements of marrying my husband, I always tell people, because my name before, I went by, you know, Jenny O, because my last name was Olding, and I said, man, I had a cool, like, I was always like, hey, I'm Jenny O, and I said they had to have a cool name in order to marry them. <laughs> Or at least take on their name, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is so cute. I I have so much I want to discuss today because you have so much you can share with our audience and inspire them. My whole theme is inspire and empower them to the the life they love on their terms. So we're right on the same page. But I want to start with the story of you leaving your six-figure job in corporate America, you know, not once, but two times. And, you know, what did you go back the second time for and what's different now for you?
2: Yeah, you know, so... I've always had this dream to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I love, I want to travel. I want to have more adventure. But corporate America gave me like a, a peace of mind, I guess you could say, because it was like the safe desi- decision, the practical decision, and especially following a career as a sales professional. Mm-hmm. I hit six figures in my early 20s. Wow. And so I was doing all the right things. You know, I bought a house in my early twenties. I had this great career and this great trajectory. So being in corporate sales was part of my identity, but I always felt like I wanted something more. Mm -hmm. And so when I left the first time, it was, it was fun because I had a little bit of success. I had published my book. I had an audio coaching program. I was speaking around town at different local events and meetings and I had a couple of private coaching clients. And so I had a little taste of success on my own and I was like, all right, I'm going for it, woo! (laughs) And I took the first leap. And honestly, at that time, I felt like a lot of my success was tied in my ego and what I felt like I should be doing or what made me good enough. And I felt like I should be able to make six figures in a very short period of time. Because Mm -hmm. I I feel like at that time, a lot of people that I was going to go listen to speakers, authors, coaches were like, oh, you know, six figures fast. You got to move fast. You got to go for it. And when I didn't make it fast, I felt like I felt not good enough. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I need to just go back into corporate, even though I really didn't want to. And so I, I got lucky. I was able to go back in. And, um, I kept it pretty quiet. I didn't really tell people on the outside cause I didn't want them to see that I had like failed, but it really wasn't a failure. It really wasn't a big deal. Um, but I was really nervous about that. Mm-hmm. So the second time was about three or four years later. And it was most recent where I had already gone through the grieving of shutting down my first entrepreneurial business. And then reopening with my husband because we have very complementary interests and passions and that's where 2J Hollow was founded are yes. of our business yes and this I just left my corporate job my last day was January 3rd 2020. <laughs> finally took the next leap of faith and it's been wonderful it's been you know a little over you know a couple of months it's been a short period of time but I am so glad I did it mm-hmm. um, The biggest things that I learned, in this is that, you know, it's about slowing down and not speeding up. And the corporate world that I was living in as a sales professional was about going faster. Mm -hmm. And another part is I realized that what got me there to that level of success I experienced in corporate America won't take me to the next level of success I'm craving.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And, and really what you just said, that's, you know, I haven't been in the corporate world for over 30 years because I've been an <laughs> entrepreneur for that long. Mm-hmm. But the people I talk to also who are in that, for the exact reason you're saying, and they really, they don't know how to take that leap. They're very, very scared. And, you know, how, what would you say to them for them to take the leap? Because, you know, they want more in their life and they want more excitement and to travel and freedom. Freedom's a biggie. Um, yeah. But taking that leap and, oh, no, I might not have you know, money to pay the rent kind of thing. What do you tell those people?
2: I think there's so many factors Mm -hmm. that in my personal opinion, I wish there was an easy formula, but there, (laughs) there isn't because you're talking about life changing. um, This is a life changing decision, right? And there's so many factors that go into it. Uh, The factors, like you said, you know, the financial aspect, where, where are your bearings? What do you have? Where are your reserves? Do you have family that depends on you? Do you have a mortgage? What kind of bills? What do you have in your life that contributes to this decision? Yes. I think the thing I always talk about is taking that calculated risk because both times that I left both felt like very smart calculated risks. Um, This time was driven by more of a, I had more of a foundational base in my business that I knew was set up for scaling and growth. Mm -hmm. I learned so much more. But I also, this time I made the jump based on having a financial um, pillow or net there Mm -hmm. to help in the transition, but also knowing and believing that if things don't work out, I'll always find a way. Mm -hmm. And it isn't just woo woo head in the head in the clouds. Like I have a lot of skills, talents that I know that I can find a way to make money. It just may not be the way that I want to make if things don't quote unquote work out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, we we don't own a house. We rent. It's just me and my husband. So we talked about it. I know things then get more challenging. The more things that you're tied into, right? You have a house, you have a mortgage, you have kids and a family and you have certain bills that you have to pay. It Mm -hmm. becomes a much more complex decision. So I think you really just have to weigh everything out. And sometimes you just have to go for it, Mm -hmm. but smart, right? Be smart about the decision. And make well, sure you're still covering your bases.
1: Yes. I know when I first became an entrepreneur thirty years ago, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I started was I was really good back then on the back end of a computers and that. And I worked for agencies, but then I decided I want my own company and this is when you used to go door by door and hand letters and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was Not like today. And I always knew too, that I had, I could always go back and do a job or work for an agency, but my business took off and it was just really believing in myself that I could do that. Also, once I got a taste of it, started taking Fridays off, started skiing in the winter. There was almost like no going back.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get that because this time in leaving, I feel the exact same way. I was like, I'm not going back. The first time I don't think I was ready. I thought I was. Mm -hmm. But I also, you know, have been learning the lesson of manifesting in the universe. And Mm -hmm. when you hold on to something really tight and you want something really bad, how it almost like repels it from you. Yes. Versus if you let go and you trust and you allow it to happen, it comes much faster. Exactly. Um, When I left the first time, uh, the job I left actually had asked me to come back about two to three months after I left, actually, the the period of time that I was gone was enough to where I did not have to wait the traditional like 60 days to get health insurance. So I think it was like just short of three months, they mm-hmm. asked me to come back and work in a different division. And I feel like looking back, that was the universe going, all right, you, you have to try it, but we know you're not ready. So here, here's a perfect thing for you to step back into until you're ready again. <laughs> it's like, all right, it's like, here's your sign.
1: I like that, that you shared that because I'm, again, we're both on the same page, Jenny, that, you know, you have to sometimes have a clear intention of what you want and a clear vision, but you don't have to figure it all out. Um, mm-hmm. It's good to have all your skills that you're bringing forth into your business. But to, I always believe that the universe orchestrates everything perfectly, even if we can't see it in the moment. And there is a trusting and a believing in that to, you know, take that leap and, you know, see what shows up, The you know, the people, the circumstances and, the opportunities, because yeah. you, talk, you talk about possibilities in that and how, you know, I think you said that you help people discover how to make the impossible seem possible. How do you do that?
2: That's a great question. I think, you know, one of the big foundations of that is what you already hit on is the confidence, the mm-hmm. self-confidence, mm-hmm. because you have to be willing to believe in yourself first mm-hmm. before anybody else will believe in you. And the mm-hmm. funny thing about that is sometimes people will believe in you more than you'll believe in yourself, and that's what might help you pull it out. But for mm-hmm. you to have longevity, you need to believe in yourself first and foremost. Definitely. And it, and,
1: and it also starts with um, self-love.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: honoring yourself and with all, you know, we, you know, this thing about failure. And again, you know, how do you define failure? And, and really, like you, you talk about it being – really a step to move you forward in your success. So you talk about that with your work. Do you share that with your clients all the time? If they're seeing something as a failure, they they kind of redefine that and look at that in a different window, a different frame.
2: Yeah, because one of the things that I've really learned in this, this relates to health and fitness is you have to be willing to celebrate the small wins mm-hmm. and be 1% better because for you to change health habits, right? We can be very hard on ourselves because it's like you start a program and you're like, oh my God, I didn't do the work every single day. I wasn't perfect every single day. And then we start to beat ourselves up. Yes, I think health and fitness is a good example of that because everybody can relate at different aspects in their life. Definitely, But it still rolls into business or career, or financial or whatever it is you're trying to improve. And I think just focusing on being 1% better and being willing to experiment. Those are two foundational things and realize that when you experiment and maybe you quote unquote fail, it's an opportunity to learn like, well, that didn't work for me. Right. I didn't like that. That wasn't a good fit. Like right there, that that's the foundation to help you like propel forward. I actually just read something in a book today that's like before you can be absolutely superb, you have to be excellent. And before you can be excellent, you have to be good. And before you can be good, you have to be bad. And before you can be bad, you have to try.
1: Mm. Hmm. It's taking that next action every time, because I know that with success, what I teach is that the next you first of all, you have to get become clear what you want. So if you want to mm-hmm. lose weight, you want to add in, you know, more nutrition, um, better habits in your life, taking that first step. And then the next step shows up in the next step. It's taking those baby steps sometimes. And, you know, that's a good way to move forward and create a healthier lifestyle.
2: Yeah. And use that momentum and celebrate because sometimes for overachievers, like I'm an overachiever, high <laughs> achiever type of personality. Mm-hmm. So it can be tough because you'll go a whole week and, you know, Sunday comes and say you get, you ask yourself or you get asked out of the blue, like, what'd you do this week? You're like, man, nothing. I didn't do anything. <laughs> But if you remember and you look back, you and like you did a lot this week and you Mm -hmm. have to like be willing to just honor that and appreciate that and be a little bit more gentle with yourself, Mm. right? Like forgive yourself a little bit more.
1: Mm -hmm. Don't
2: Mm -hmm. have to be so hardcore. And that's coming from a super hardcore girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the celebration.
2: So tell me what
1: it means to live a life fueled by freedom and adventure, because I know both you and Jay are like outdoor people you're into health and lifestyle for sure. And, you know, and I'm all about adventure and freedom. So, but tell me what it means to you and, and for people listening because they're, they're going to say, Hey, I want freedom. I want adventure. What did Jenny do?
2: Yeah. You know, the one thing I want to say is that I want you to really tap into your heart mm. and step away from any expectations or shoulds or coulds and really tap in and say, what do I really want? And just listen without judgment Mm -hmm. and take note of that. And then the next thing I want you to do is start to really see like what's possible. Can you work towards that? Do you really want it? Like see how much it aligns with you. Love it because what I did or what I do may not be exactly what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And this example is with like, I love, Jay and I love to travel. We want to be out doing adventure and we want to be all over the place. Like there's so many things we want. And if you talk to my parents, you know, they're totally not into those same things. And so even though I'm like, yeah, rock your lifestyle, live your best life, Mm -hmm. live this life, filled with freedom and adventure. I mean that that's not their world with the way that I describe it. Mm -hmm. The way they describe freedom and adventure for their life is hanging out their house. They just put a a beautiful pool in their backyard. They've always wanted it. They finally said yes to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) after probably like 30 years of wanting a pool in their backyard. But they did it. They did it. So they've Mm -hmm. got that. They love to play tennis. They love to be active. They love to spend time with family. I think that's an amazing life filled with Mm -hmm. freedom and adventure.
1: Yeah. So how you define it, like you said, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's so, you know, it's, it's really just tapping in. And the one thing that's always inspired me is as you look at life and especially as I was leaving this job, you know, my corporate role this next time. So I started asking myself some questions like, does it really have to be this way? Who said that I have to (laughs) stay in a corporate job? Yep. Who said that I have to, you know, when, when I first, when I moved out of my house, I, had, I was like kind of embarrassed about renting because I was like, oh, I'm almost 30 and I'm renting. I'm not supposed to rent at this age. It means I'm not good enough. Well, who says? I think who it's starting it? to question mm-hmm. some of the things. So if you really want something different, start questioning. Like who said it has to be this way? Mm-hmm. Who said that I have to show up a certain way if I want something drastically different?
1: That's so why. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's why it's so important that on my tagline, like it's also yours, is do life on your terms. Don't allow somebody else to define it for you because a lot of people, if you don't have what you want and discover all that, somebody else will fill it in for you or you should be doing that, like you said, should, you know, should, could, would. You have a choice point in every moment. And get very clear on that because other people will jump in there and say, Oh, you know, that person failed at doing that. Or they'll get into stories of that and I don't even listen to them. I just say, thank you, mm-hmm. um, and then move on. <laughs> right, right. Um, but on your terms is so important, along with that freedom and adventure, however you define it for you, and how people define success for themselves, like you were saying with your parents, and their freedom and adventure. Right. So, so how do people really get stuck? How do they get stuck in this mentality and this mindset, and how much do you think that plays into it?
2: Based on my experience... Mm -hmm. I think that if we are really like busy and caught up in life, it's almost like life becomes a little bit on autopilot Mm -hmm. because, you know, maybe it's because your routine is the same every day, or maybe it's because you're just so busy. Like when I was traveling the country with my job, I was so consumed in that and I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. So I'm not saying it has to be something you hate. It's Mm -hmm. just, you're so consumed with life. You've got so many things coming at you that you may not be willing enough to stop and ask some of those questions and push the boundaries. So when you kind of get stuck, I got really stuck um, in the previous, not the job I just left, but the one before it was a very toxic environment Mm. and I got stuck because I stayed too long. Mm -hmm. I had a moment where my intuition told me that I should leave and I stayed an extra two years after that, first Mm -hmm. intuitive hit that I should leave. Mm -hmm. And what I found was as I got like in that bubble and I was just kind of going through the motions, but never would have admitted it at the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, I became a part of that little mini corporate culture where I was always trying to impress them. I was always trying to make sure they knew or thought that I was good enough. And a lot of my self-worth was coming from that corporate environment. And so when I started becoming a little bit on the outside, I was like on the outsider's list of that corporate environment because I asked questions and I questioned the norm and it made me an outsider. Hmm. And so I was constantly trying to please these people until I hit a point where I was like, do I want to be like these people? I'm not talking about the toxic push out. I'm talking about like, are these people, people that I look up to that I want my life to be like one day? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, like these people are nothing like what I want to be. Mm -hmm. So why am I putting so much value on what it is that they're telling me that I should be doing in this corporate environment? (laughs) Like, you know, I think when we're, when we get stuck, it's because we're just so caught up in the story or we're so caught up Mm -hmm. in the bubble that we haven't started peeking our head up and looking around and saying, why, (laughs) why is it this way? Can I do something a little bit different? And if you're too afraid to ask those questions, you stay in the stuff.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what you mentioned about not enough and that affecting your own you know how you feel about yourself your confidence and all the rest of it that is a huge just syndrome I'm going to say that's not the right word but that whole thing about not enough not enough you know I don't have enough I'm I'm, the way I look the way I talk whatever it is I don't have enough education versus just knowing that I am enough just being Mm -hmm. you know we're enough and I think a lot of people have bought into the societal, like you're saying with, you know, who are you? You know, what do you do versus really exploring and saying, Oh, I love doing this in life and this is how I do it. And I'm a life adventurous. How cool is that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is true because I think, I don't know. I think it's just sometimes deceptively easier just to Mm -hmm. fall into the, the footsteps of the world. Versus to create your own footpath,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: I have felt that lots and lots of times throughout my life, and I have said, like, I should be so much easier if I would just like do what everybody else is doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But honestly, the thing is, is that's, that's the question, right? Is it really easier to do what everybody else is doing, or is that just an illusion? Because mm-hmm. if you were to do what everyone else is doing, but you still always have that thing inside of you craving more, how easy is that, really?
1: That's yes. And and some people just turn that knob down. Like when we have desires and dreams, they're put on our heart for a reason. It's for us to wake up and realize what that is. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be something huge. It could be, you know, creating a garden, a vegetable garden or something like that, that you incorporate that into your lifestyle, like eating healthy and that, but to listen to those desires and that intuitive nudge. And I love that you shared that it took you two years to, you know, take that leap because again, I know a lot of people who are staying in jobs for the security and they really don't like it. And they know they want to jump into this bigger part of who they are with their passions and their life purpose and create prosperity in all realms of their life, their health and well-being, from that place. Yeah. And not look outside because when we go outside for people, as you know, Jenny, for people outside to tell us who we are, if we're good enough and all that, no. The only person that knows us the best is us and to come from within because that's where we create and it, it really is starts with self-love and honoring ourselves and listening to our intuitive nudges and aligning with our values and our and our life purpose.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the things like if I had to really break it down into like a handful of steps to help like make that leap, right? Whether it's getting out of a stressful moment or like you said, you've got friends who are in jobs and maybe settling or not sure like when to go or how to do it. Mm -hmm. I think one of the key things is boundaries, being aware of your boundaries. Mm -hmm. And this applies to all aspects of life. So it's time, like you said, your own, like being protective of your own self-worth and your confidence and who you are, all of that boundaries is number one. When you get your boundaries straight, And I think some of these are going to go hand in hand. So they won't necessarily go one, two, three, four, five Mm -hmm. boundaries. I feel like is like, you got to get, when you're trying to like shake things up, you got to figure out the boundaries because something is out of whack with your boundaries.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Another thing that's going to go line in line with that is gratitude.
1: Oh, I love that.
2: Yes. And sometimes like in that toxic environment, I did not realize how ungrateful I was because I'm always like, Oh, I'm a grateful person. I'm positive. But sometimes when you're stuck in the muck, right? And you're trying to figure <laughs> out what to do. Gratitude is like one of those, like, oh, I know they say to do it, but like, you really got to do it like seriously. Um, and part of that as well as that mindset shift mm-hmm. and that self-love, like we were talking about, cause I, I have my friends, you know, you talk to your coworkers and friends and you end up talking about the same thing all the time and what's not working, mm-hmm. eating off each other. And you really don't realize how negative you are. Mm-hmm. unless someone can like snap you out of it. And you're like, Whoa, I didn't even know that I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, starting that process of rebuilding or increasing that belief in yourself, mm-hmm. and integrating in more fun and more freedom, but it's piece by piece and realizing that it's a process and it's not going to happen overnight because you didn't get there overnight. So it is something that you're going to be working on to pull yourself out and you will get out. I promise. Mm -hmm. If I got out of that horrible, toxic environment, like you totally can too.
1: And I love that. One of the things you share is, you know, the journey is the destination. It's, it's being very present in our life every day with gratitude. And when we come up to challenges and obstacles, I always tell my clients and share, there's, there's a gift in that. What can you learn from this? What can you change? You know, there's a learning curve in everything, even the hardest challenges, or even as people who have health challenges, there's a gift in that to learn and grow in whatever it is. But again, it's about going within and really listening intuitively to, you know, what our heart is saying to us and what is real to us. Um, I know many years ago, I'm trying to think who it was, but it was don't share your dreams and your, your inner desires with people who are negative because they'll, they'll find all the loopholes in there. Or even right now you look at, you know, what's happening on the planet with this virus and fear is is just going out there and you we can buy into it and watch it on the news. I know it's real what's happening, but the other thing we can do is not buy into the fear, but just send love to that and come from a place of the intention of healing and health and well-being and unity and all those things. Yeah. So tell me why you're so passionate about what you do.
2: you know, I, I just have this genuine interest for life and for something more. And I've always had a streak of curiosity. Like my mom said, when I was a kid, uh, I would be like, how does the sink underneath work? She's (laughs) like, I don't know. Like the questions I asked, she would be like, you're so curious, but I've always just wanted to push the envelope and do things different. Love that which is interesting because so much of my life I've lived in the mainstream path, mm-hmm. but the next phase of my life is just continuing to see like, where can I push the envelope and how can I be different? And how can I inspire other people mm-hmm. to really just like step into this amazing life that they could have? Like when I hear people talking about like, Oh, you're so lucky. It's not luck. It's by design. Mm-hmm. You know and, and, I just, I want other people to be able to feel and experience some of these things because it is possible. Mm -hmm. And the more people I can help do that, I feel like the more we can uplift the energy around and create, like you said, instead of focusing on the fear and the things that are wrong and not working, we can focus on love and the things that are working so we can attract more of that into our life. More amazing people, more amazing experiences, more travel, more whatever it is that you want but it's helping raise people up to that level. Yes. And I, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I'm finally like fully present mm-hmm. um, to do this. And this whole path has brought me here. And what's cool is you reached out, like, you know, I was just hanging out and you reached out and this, like everything happens for a reason. So everybody who's listening, mm-hmm. just think, you know, you listen to the Heart Soul Wisdom podcast today for a reason. Mm -hmm, There's something mm -hmm. for you to get out of this that you can take into the future.
1: Well, I know we met many years ago and I consider you, as I said, at the beginning a friend and, you know, a fellow adventurous, and I've just always had a lot, a lot of love towards you, Jenna, because you're the real deal. And, uh, I just love that. And it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you've come full circle back to that curiosity, which is a really good share for our audience because curiosity If people started getting curious about things. Um, It takes you in a different way. It's a reframe again. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm curious about this. and So it opens up your mind versus being stagnant and shut down um, to look at those possibilities again. Right. And I was was thinking what you said went back to me about the fear that I was just sharing. You know, I remember somebody said that Mother Teresa was asked to, you know, walk with, uh, it was a protest for, for something, like war or something negative. And she said, no, I won't walk with you on that but if you walk for peace i will join that so Mm -hmm. i believe and part of the show is a global movement for people to come together and not only create the light that they love but also to raise the consciousness for the greater good of humanity and each other and i totally believe in that and you're you're one of the people on the way doing that and jay and and the people that i want to share this message with and get out to as many people as possible
2: yes i love that and i totally agree so you and Jay working together, what's that
1: like? Because I work with my husband and partner in life. I'm also his muse, Cliff, and I love mm-hmm. him to bits. Uh, how, what's it like working with your partner? Because there might be people who are saying, hey, I, I'd like to do that.
2: Yeah, you, it's definitely been a journey. Okay, yes. so yes. Um, one of the things is because I am so uh, high energy overachiever, it took me a while to really accept and understand, and I'm still working on it, his style of working and his style of Um, showing up in the world because early on especially when I had my corporate job I was constantly like measuring how much I was working compared to how much he was working which would have never ever added up because having a corporate job and doing a business the list is never ending right yes and so now that I'm free of the corporate role and we're able to work together we've really tapped into some good flows and I think we both are learning how to he's, he's stepping up and being more like, you know, I got to do all these things like I am, but then that's not always good because he brings me down where it's like, no, we need to recover and recoup and really be in the flow and be with the energy. So we're both teaching each other and I am letting go of control happily of some of the things that he's really good at. He's really good at design. He's really good at tech and systems. He's really good at sound. He's really good at so that's fine. I don't need to know them, right? There's yes. two of us in the business for a reason. Like we can both do what we're amazing at and that's still move beautiful. the business forward collectively. So, oh, you know what? Let me add this. One of the things we started doing is focusing on projects, not about what each person did each day. Mm-hmm. We focused said, hey, this is the project we're working on. These are the things you're doing. These are the things I'm doing. Our goal is to get it done by Sunday. And then however you want to work from now to Sunday is up to you, you know, that way it gives each person some freedom to If they want to work 24 seven, they can, if they want to work two hours, they can, you know, as long as they get it done. It was based on the project completion.
1: That, that is beautiful because I know one of the things we had to learn is, yeah, what you said, monitoring each other. What are you doing? What are you bringing in? What are you getting done today? Versus no, this is what I'm doing. You're doing that. And sometimes Cliff and I Cliff will say, Oh, do you want to, it's that shiny syndrome thing, right? Like, yeah. do you want to go up there and do that? And I'm like, no, I'm focused on this show and I'm focused on you know launching my books this year and next year retreats as you're going to also be doing. And maybe we'll do it together, Jenny. That would be cool. <laughs>
2: that would be fun. It, that, is, it is one of my dreams. Mine for sure. too.
1: They're a lot of fun. And I think listening, listening to each other and, and respect, those are all key values in my life, but it's also in a business ship, partnership and I love your celebration again to celebrate what you are creating, what you're doing every day. And I love the project idea, looking at the bigger picture, the vision.
2: Yes, it helps. It helps tremendously.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a bit about this tagline that you have on your Facebook site. This is redefine, realign and redesign.
2: Yes. um, What's amazing is this, this came out of that space between the notes. That's something that Jay taught me. So in music, there's space between the notes and that's what creates the beauty. And this just really plopped into our life. And it's really about, so 2J Hala is lifestyle redefined. And in order to create that, regardless of whether you're going through a certain program of ours or there's something you want to change, it's about redefining. So you look around and you you redefine what's going on in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. maybe ask new questions, get curious. You realign and this is when you maybe start to put more support in, or you start to put some coaching aspects in, or you start to put some things in to realign where you're going. And then redesigning is my favorite part, right? Because that's the <laughs> fun, right? You're stepping in and you've got like a blank slate, and you're redesigning and you're creating something new or you're adding more adventure and freedom. And what's cool is what we've created is each one of our programs that we either have now or will have in the future mm-hmm. can take you through each one of those steps, whether it be as a whole in our business or each aspect of it. Like we're able to dig into those three foundational pillars of the business. Oh, I love that. And Jenny, let's
1: this, this kind of Close this at the end. I don't want to close it because you're so great to talk to, but in the sense of for people who really want to make that first step and have more nutrition and fitness an exciting part of their day, what would you tell them to do as a, a, a one step so it's not overwhelming that they can just start inter- integrating those little baby steps?
2: I think um, just being willing to experiment yes. and being okay with being 1% better. Those okay. are two yep. foundational things that will help you in the process because you can try a lot of different things for your health and fitness. And there's a million things out there, Mm -hmm. but when you decide to switch it up and do something different and maybe Mm -hmm. do something opposite of the way you've done your whole life, instead of going for the quick fix, like how can you really focus and create the sustainable change that you've been craving that, you know, your body deserves.
1: That's, that's wonderful. And also not for people to not wait for some kind of health crisis to happen and start doing this in their life because, um, um, a lot of ums there, (laughs) um, I was, because I'm coming from my heart. I was thinking that I lost my brother last year to cancer Mm. and, you know, you really look at health and nutrition and start thinking just how important that is, you know, so important. And, you know, with everything you've discussed today, you know, our health and well-being is number one and self-love.
2: Yeah. It's the baseline. Yes, it I is. Mean, without your health, without the energy, without, you know, the good night's sleep, without, you know, that everything else can still be amazing. But just imagine how much more amazing it could be if you had more energy and you felt amazing in your clothes and you had more confidence and, you know, you were able to do all those things. Yes. It would just amplify every other aspect of your life.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Jenny, can you share with our listeners where they can find out more about you and Jay and your programs and also this unique gift that you've created just for our listeners today? And just to let everyone know, you'll also find all these links below this episode with Jenny. So if you can tell us about that, Jenny, that would be wonderful.
2: Yeah. So to live a life filled with freedom and adventure, I have created a burnout to bliss guide. And this is for you, if you're feeling like you're stressed out or you want more from life or you're looking for more venture freedom, it's it is going to help create alignment for you. It's gonna be one of the first steps of many and moving towards a life that you want, but it's gonna help bring in some of those more high vibrational energies to help you really create that bliss and adventure. Mm. And so it's it's a it's a high energy, colorful um, resource. You're really gonna love it. And it's at. Do you want me to tell the link, or you just want them to get it in the? You can tell them now, and also okay. they'll get it below. All right, perfect. So the link is www. The number two, J H O L L A. dot com forward slash bliss, B L I S S guide dash H S W, standing for Heart Soul Wisdom.
1: Yay, <laughs> Jenny, thank you for sharing your life journey and your wisdom from your heart and soul because you're all about that. And as a life adventurer and teaching us how to start living a life fueled by freedom and adventure. Namaste, Jenny. Namaste.
0: Thank you for listening to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast with Moira Sutton. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please join our community at moirasutton.com and continue the discussion on our Facebook page, Create the Life You Love. You will be part of a global movement connecting with other heart-centered people who are consciously creating the life they love on their own terms. Together, we can raise our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and for our planet.